You don't think I'm funny? Sometimes you're funny. Seven times you've I wish been funny. you laughed at me more. I laugh at you a lot. I mean, I wish you laughed because you thought I was funny. Yeah. Fine. Jason. And together we believe in intentional dreaming for international living. But for now, we enjoy our small town island life, playing games, and cooking foods of all types. Most of all, we enjoy traveling to new places. And as we plan to move overseas one day, we hope to use this time to share our transition and experiences along the way. So, this is episode five, right? Yep. Yep. And so, this week we are going to talk about our trip to Dubai. Last podcast we talked about italy and then after italy we went to turkey um, but we're gonna save turkey um, and kind of do a couple episodes maybe on turkey because it has special places in our story and in our future so we're gonna save talking about turkey till later yeah so we're just gonna skip right over turkey and go into dubai yeah but first uh we just got back from dc a few days ago yeah right Wednesday. Um, wednesday yeah that's a few days ago yeah yeah. Did we want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I, th- I think we were going to do an episode on it, but let's just say that we had a good time. We're going to do a full episode on DC? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Do you think people will want to hear about it? I mean, if they're still listening this far, <laughs> then I think they would listen to an episode on it. Mm. Plus, it's more recent. So I feel like maybe that one would be even better because it's more recent. Yeah. So right now we're kind of Pulling from the archives of our memory, mm-hmm. which we have both realized is not great. Yeah, I think this one would be better. Like if we were to talk about Washington, D.C. and yeah. some of our travels this year. Which- I mentioned in the last podcast about how it might be interesting to see how our travels changed mm-hmm. because of doing this podcast. And I would say they didn't really change. <laughs> <laughs> They're about the same. Well, I think we'll be at least fresher in our memories yeah, to it, be able to retell other people, like retell the story to but other I didn't people. Like take notes about what we did and I did think about it at all. I did. Oh, well, you're better than I am at <laughs> podcasting. No, I'm just know that I have to write it down or I'll forget it. That's what pictures are for. Pictures worth a thousand words. I took a lot of pictures. Yeah, we took a lot of thousands of words. Was it? You or was it me that took the pictures? I commissioned you to take the pictures. (laughs) I think before we started this podcast, you looked at a picture and said, Katie, do you remember what we had fought about whenever this picture was taken? Mm -hmm. And I said, no. No. So I'm not sure if a picture is actually worth a thousand words. Sure. Yeah, it is. Because without the picture, we wouldn't have even remembered that we were fighting at that time. I mean, I usually remember stuff like that, but I don't remember what we had discussed that at that moment. I just remember that being a really pretty gold wall. That's mm-hmm. it. We were frustrated about something. Mm-hmm. Maybe the more we talk about it, the more I'll remember what that thousand words per it's picture probably, is. It's probably better not to, because <laughs> I'm sure it's my fault. <laughs> no, there's plenty of times where things are my fault too. So, But DC was great. I guess we'll tell you more about it later. Yeah. Okay. Should we dive in? Yeah. We're going to try to make this one shorter. Last week, I think, was a little long, Mm -hmm. and so we're going to try to button it up a little bit, leave out the boring parts, 
and only give you a podcast of exciting action full of wonderful and magical adventures. Because that's exactly what it was all about. Yeah. Anyway, Dubai is a really interesting city in that it's a very new city in some ways. It's also a very old city in some ways. It goes back a really long way um, as far as a city. But only like 70 years ago, the population of the city was like 40,000 people. It's not a big city. And that was like in the 50s. Now there's over, there's like two and a half million people in the city. Is it that many? Yeah. And so just in like one generation, the city boomed from 40,000. Boomed. (laughs) (laughs) From 40,000 to over two and a half million people. It's also very interesting because almost all of those are immigrants. One thing I read said that like 96% of everyone in Dubai is not native to uh, the Emirates. 96%. Yeah. So only 4% of the people who live in Dubai are actually Emiratis is what people who live in the United Arab Emirates are called Emiratis. Right. But there's like, I mean, Dubai is just one city in in the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. The UAE. So we only visited Dubai. Mm-hmm. Right? So Dubai exploded and there's not like literally ex- exploded, <laughs> exploded Boom. in growth. It um, and it was mostly due to finding oil. Oil, of course, is, you know, a big thing in the Middle East. It is. Um, it's not actually that a huge part of their... That was sarcasm. <laughs> it's not a huge part of their economy right now, though. It's like something I read said it was only like 2% of the GDP of Dubai. What is the GDP? What is gross, gross, gross domestic domestic product? It's like the entire value of everything the country produces. Oh. Only 2% of that is oil. What most, are the other things? Most of it's like trade and tourism. Oh. Now. Yeah. But oil certainly had a lot to do with, with its growth. Um, but what's really interesting is because it was a small city, um, a reasonably small city, and now it's a huge city, they had to basically build new neighborhoods, new suburbs But these aren't like slow expansions. These are, let's take this area of the desert and then build 50 skyscrapers right in the middle of the desert. And that's all they they built, just these skyscrapers. There's not like small buildings around it, but it's just parking lot, skyscraper, parking lot, skyscraper. For some reason, this was really disorienting to me when we were like just walking around because it would be nothing and then skyscrapers and then nothing. Well, it's it's kind of like a half-built city. Like there's lots of areas that are now finished, but there's still a lot that's under construction. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like you would see a half-finished place in the middle of like finished product. Yeah, I think it, what's what's strange is that most cities grow in that they start small and then they just slowly grow bigger and bigger. And so you have this very rich blend of old buildings that some get torn down in new buildings, but some buildings just get renovated and modernized. So you have old, small buildings next to new, modern buildings, like the way New York is. It's not just skyscrapers, but it's smaller shops and smaller buildings and residential. And But this is, it's all planned and it's all just skyscrapers big tall modern buildings so it's not a mix of old and new it's just new there is the old city the old port where like those boats are mm-hmm. um in that port where the actual port of dubai was and that's like a more normal city more normal part of the city but these other areas are just skyscrapers and mm-hmm. it's really interesting yeah 
So that's one of the reasons that I went for the first time with my parents was because my dad is an architect and civil engineer, and he's been kind of watching all of this happen. Because you said it was, it's been within like the last... Like 70 years is when kind of they found oil and it started growing. Yeah. That a lot of the, the newer modern stuff is probably the last 20 years. I don't know. Yeah. And so like I remember either in high school or college, my dad talking about it and it being watching these palm trees being built up out of the water to then now house like resorts and condos on. And yeah, just watching the just massive amount of uh, engineering going on for these huge uh, buildings. Mm -hmm. And when we went, there was still a lot that was not finished. But I think since the first time I've gone and then going with you, there's been a lot that's been completed. Yeah, I mentioned part of it was it was disoriented, but it was also pretty cool. That time we took the... I guess it's not a subway, a train, because it's above ground. It's a metro. An above ground subway. Through, there's that one like corridor where there's like all the tall buildings built up along the sides. Yeah, that's like and the you're coolest just, like, part. Zooming through. It's like, uh, it seems like in science fiction because we were standing in the front. Like that movie Tomorrowland? Yeah, like that. Yeah. So, because Dubai is, um, is a city right beside the water. Mm, it was a port city. Yeah. So, I guess they can't build underneath. Yeah. Certainly the water table is pretty high so i guess the subway wouldn't be an option but they also planned out the whole thing mm -hmm. and so it's it's not like they didn't have room above ground to build the train and it's mm -hmm. certainly a lot easier to build above the ground than under the ground regardless of the water yeah it's just really cool because then you get to see a lot a lot of stuff along the way while you're riding the metro another thing that dubai is known for is how hot it is like miserably hot i guess i don't know if they're actually known for it but it's it's a desert it's literally a desert and it's so hot part of the problem is we went in like the middle of the summer and so it was like the hottest part of the year yeah but man i don't know if i've ever felt such heat before except for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really hot very hot it gets really nice in the winter their winter is 60s 70s and then um summers just get really high up in the temps. Did you look up any, like, the temperature averages for the summer? Mm, I mean, it's over 100, 110, maybe. It's hot. Yeah, it was really hot. And um, most of the time I've been before um, when it was hot outside. So there's not a lot of times I've gone where it's been really, really nice weather. But even in the evening, like, it's it's hot during the day, but in the evening it's just muggy. Like, it's you mm -hmm. go outside and it's dark and you think that it's cooled off and it hasn't. Like, it's just... The benefit, thick. though, of building a modern city in the desert is that everywhere it's air conditioned. Yeah. It's not like you're hot all the time. You're only hot when you're walking from the building to the car, from your car to the train or something like that. Yeah. And there's only... There's just a few times that we had to do that. I think we had to walk to the metro once or if you have to walk out to the car. But for the most part, it's not bad because everything's inside. So. Yeah, because it's so hot. Another thing that Dubai is known for is the Burj Khalifa. Mm -hmm. What is that, Katie? Uh, so the Burj Khalifa is, um, <laughs> pro we're probably saying it two different ways, but um, Khalifa, Khalifa, Khalifa. I'm not sure which one it is. I think those sound the same. Yeah. Well, it's just a little, never mind. So it's the tallest building in the world. Tallest building in the world. Tallest building in the world. Maybe it's better known in the States as that building that Tom Cruise ran up or came down, like mm -hmm. scaled down in Mission Impossible. I don't think it's better known as it. Probably so. Like, I don't think people would necessarily say, oh, that's the Burj Khalifa, like Khalifa. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to bother me to figure out which way to say it. I said Khalifa. Uh, so the building is very tall. It has a like a museum on the on in the bottom, so you can get tickets to go up to the top. Um, it's not really a museum. It's just kind of like here's how information about how it got built. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they had like videos and interviewing the architect and interviewing the general manager or whatever. Apparently, there was a lot of controversy about the labor that they used to build it. I just saw it when I was reading about it, about underpaying the people who built it and whatnot. I'm sure that was a problem. Uh, the building is actually 828 meters, which is 2,716 feet. I have 2717. Oh, maybe that's with the extra little... Bin on top. Yeah. So they built it um, in this like tri stand foundation looks like a y yeah it looks like a y and then it goes all the way up but uh it's the tallest building right now and then just in case anyone ever tries to build anything higher they've already got like a plan b uh so another like little pole that they'll stick in the top of like the very very top so that it yeah, will that seems like cheating it does it seems like once you open the building you you can't make it taller to make sure it stays the tallest yeah or don't tell a- people about it yeah. Well, how hard is it to stick a pole on the top? Well, with wind that high, it's just yeah. Just duct tape over. it. Duct tape it. Yeah. Right. Would that fix it? Oh uh, no, I don't think so. I guess we didn't even say why we went. No, we didn't. But we went as part of well, we were we were talking about already going because we've got some friends there. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to our friends who live in Dubai. Yep. I also had some work, and so there's some connections that I had made there to do a study abroad program in hospitality and event management. And it because it is like a community of expats, and since the GDP, GPD? GDP, you're right. Okay. Since that's one of their other ways that they make money, mm-hmm. we it's just kind of the up and coming place when it comes to hospitality and event management. Um, yeah. And they're supposed to be hosting the Expo 2020 in Dubai. And so there's all of this construction and even bigger buildings and bigger hotels to hold all the like influx of people that will come for this huge expo. So anyways, we I went um, and Jason, of course, came along with me because this is just all one big trip that we took. Yeah. Um, and we should have a group that goes next year sometime. Cool. I know. I'm pumped. I had a couple other things to say about the tower. Oh, okay. Um, one, did you know that it was originally called the Burj Dubai? Um, I remember that being talked about. Why did they change it? Because they ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of money. And then the the president of Abu Dhabi loaned them a bunch of money in, to pay it off or something. And his name was Khalifa something, something, something. And so they changed its name to Burj Khalifa. Well, and Abu Dhabi is like another emirate. So, like, yeah. these are different, they're what like we would states. call states. Yeah. yeah so, but they're not quite states. Right. They're emirates. They ran out of money. Was that during like the 2008 recession? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Because that hit them pretty hard because they were lots of construction going on. And so, it's, <clears> it was a really cool experience to, you, you get an elevator and you run, go all the way up to the top floor observatory. It's not the top floor, it's maybe. Yeah. Two thirds of the way up? Well, I think there's 160 floors and you go up to like the 140th. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it's high enough and you get up there and you can just see everything. I mean. Well, except on a really cloudy, muggy yeah. day. But we could see fine. 
Mm-hmm. And the like next tallest building in Dubai sits right next to it. And it's like half as tall. Yeah. And that's, that is the next tallest building yeah. in Dubai, in all of Dubai. And it looks really tiny compared, like it's, I think it's lower. The top of that building is lower than the observatory deck that we were on. I think so. Yeah. And on New Year's Eve this past year, it caught on fire. And like, not a little fire, like a huge fire. Yeah. And they do, they're kind of like right across the way from each other. And every New Year's Eve, they shoot fireworks out of the Burj Khalifa. And so there's all these people gathered around to watch the fireworks. And then the tower next to it catches on fire. And like the whole thing is engulfed in flames. I showed Kitty a video of it just before we started recording i think she'll put it in the show notes it's massive did they ever figure out what caused it i don't know i didn't look it just seems like all the floors were on fire at once not just, just one, on one floor. side of it yeah it was a big fire so there's a there's a lot to do in dubai i had one more thing oh go ahead so in in learning about the tallest building in the world i was looking up I can't remember exactly how I came across this, but looking up other tallest structures in the world. Mm-hmm. And so this one is the tallest man-made structure in the world. But the fourth tallest structure in the world is in North Dakota. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a TV tower in North Dakota. It's the fourth tallest in the world. What about the big tower that's down the street from us? Yeah, so this is what I found out, that tied for the seventh tallest man-made structure in the world is a TV tower that's like 10 miles south of us. It's a really tall tower. Isn't that crazy? It is 80 feet shorter than the second highest man-made structure in the world. And it's just right there. Down the street from us. Just down the street. We drive by it you know, many times a week. It's it's just amazing to me because it doesn't look that tall, but it's the seventh tallest thing in the world. 2,000 feet tall. Would you take a picture by it? <laughs> Why? Because it's like the seventh tallest man-made structure in the world. It's tied for the seventh. Sure. There's quite a few things that are 2,000 feet tall. What's the second tallest building? Um, Shoot. I just looked... The Taipei Tower? I think that's what it is. As you're going through the Burj Khalifa, you actually get to see all of the other buildings and how they compare to the tallest building in the world. Maybe that's where I saw the the tower. Really? Yeah. It seems like a tower shouldn't compete with a building. Well, that's why it's in the structure. It's in the tallest man-made structure. Oh. Because it's different. Like, you can't go up it. You can't. But people climb it. Have you ever seen those videos of like the people climbing these television towers? Um, no. They give you like, it's crazy. Like when, vertigo. Do you just like watch them? No, nah, like... it was on Facebook or something. Okay, that's all I have to say about the tower. Okay. That's like half of our episode right there. Maybe. It, it is the coolest thing that's there and it is why people go. I just looked. The second tallest is the Tokyo Sky Tree. Can we go to Tokyo? In Japan. Sure. What's the third? The Shanghai Tower. And then? And then the KVLY TV mast in Blanchard, North Dakota. Oh, North Dakota. Representing. So besides the uh, Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world, there's a lot of malls uh, that are around. Um, It's known for, Dubai's known for its shopping and for the stores. And this is where a lot of people come in from other surrounding areas just to shop. Yeah, Really interesting that Dubai is known for tourism because it's like all artificial in the sense that, so like Italy is like old historical, people go to see the Colosseum and the Pantheon and they go shopping and whatnot, or you go to, 
Yellowstone and see all the natural wonders or whatever, or you go to Dubai in the middle of a desert to go to a mall that somebody built. It just seems, it just seems crazy. Like they're cool malls and buildings and whatever, but it's completely artificial. Maybe there's lots of desert stuff to do. There that, is. That's why I'm saying that it was that we, too hot for you to, to go on those things. Yeah. And maybe people go for those to do those things. The desert safaris are really cool. And they've got some cultural things to do along with it. I'm sure. You can ride a camel. People go. People. You can go desert like surfing. But that's not why people go. They go to shop at the mall. But this is like, well, that's one of the reasons that they go because they've got really good stores. Um, there's all sorts of brands there. It's just really interesting to me that the city artificial, like it's built by man, is is like a big tourist place. Well, I think there's a couple of other things that we haven't talked about yet that I think will bring it into perspective. I mentioned the outdoor things. There's also like the ferry that you can ride back and forth on the water. There's these night cruises that you can do by the water. And if you're coming from like a landlocked country, that that is really interesting to see desert on one side and then to see water on the other. And some people in the wintertime can go camping to these places and Oman's next door and they have beautiful camping areas. Um, And it is deserty, which neither one of us find overly appealing but um it's got its own beauty and i think if you would have gotten to see some of those like kind of cultural safari type things it it just may have given you a different outlook on that area maybe let's talk about the malls (laughs) so there's a couple there's a few malls that we went to and they're known for different different things so The Dubai Mall is the largest mall in the world that is also right beside the Burj Khalifa. It's connected to it. And they have Olympic-sized ice skating ring in the middle of it. And they also have a massive aquarium Mm -hmm. um, that we went into. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because you can, like, walk through. They have, like, a tunnel in the middle of the aquarium. And so you have, like, stingrays and sharks swimming over you. You can also pay to, like, go scuba diving in it. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that. No. And they have a really big alligator. Yes, they do. That alligator was like was it the, the biggest, size of its tank. I'm pretty it's sure the it's going to escape one day. Biggest alligator in the world? Probably. Maybe in captivity or something. Yeah, for sure in captivity. So the other thing that Dubai Mall is known for is their water show. And they mm-hmm. have like this line of restaurants that you could go and eat at or they have like a walkway that's outside. And every half hour that like the music turns on and there's this massive like water pool um, that you think is just out there looking pretty, but then it's got all of these sprayers that spray along with music. <laughs> so, yeah. And there's like Arabic music. There's, um, what they called world music. So it's, it's pretty well known music that's all over, like that most people know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We yeah. saw it during the day, but you can see it at night too. And it has lights and that it has like lights that go along with it. Yeah. They're there, pretty cool. It is. The, that's a lot of people go for the fountain show. And they shoot like really high up in the air. It's just, it's really interesting to watch. And it is a really, really large area like show. It's not just like a couple of little sprayers. It's, it says some of them go up to like that, the equivalent of a 50 story building. No. Yeah. That seems made up. Yeah. It says the fountain is 900 feet and has five circles of different arches that then like kind of move and go with the song and shoot up at different times so but not 50 stories maybe 50 feet no it's it says 500 feet or 150 meters which is like could be an equivalent of 50 stories maybe with like eight Hmm. feet ceilings um that seems ridiculous no they were really high okay let's move on 
Um, so it's supposed to be supposedly the world's largest fountain show. So yeah, it was you've impressive. Got yeah. The world's largest tower, like building by the world's largest mall by the world's largest fountain show. Tourism. Yeah. Hence the reason people go to Dubai and go shopping. Yes. Uh, there's another mall called the Mall of the Emirates. And these are all kind of spaced out along the metro line. The Mall of the Emirates has like an outdoor like L-shaped metal container that you can see when you're coming up to it. And it's basically an indoor ski resort. And it's just yeah. one long L-shaped bunny slope. Hmm. But it's it's all artificial, like man-made snow. But on the inside, it's like yeah. it actually looks like a winter wonderland. So you can go skiing in a mall in a desert. Yeah, yeah. This is why you go to a mall yeah. in the desert. I guess so. In Dubai, um, but it's they have other things like they have penguins there that you can go and hang out with, and they have <laughs> yeah, they do. We did not do this. I we didn't do it. I tried to tell you we should do it. We should yeah. go and we should ski and you were not up for it. I'm not a big fan of skiing. We got to change think, that. And I think it was expensive. No, I had to buy one, get one free. So it's only half of expensive. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. It's just really fun to watch people go. This is sometimes the first time they've seen, people have even seen snow. So to be able to go in and go tubing or slides down these snow hills or there's just lots of really cool things that they can do mm-hmm. that they just can't do anywhere else. And here, today's the first day of spring. Yesterday it snowed. Yesterday it snowed. Hello, spring. Hi, Iowa. Uh, so that's another mall that we went to. And then the- Was this the mall? I think this was the mall that had the sign that says, no kissing or overt affection. Yeah, we should talk about a couple of cultural things. So I'm going to finish with the malls and we'll talk about the cultural things. Because I think that's another really big reason people go to Dubai. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the outdoor stuff, but then also the cultural things. Okay, um, so the third place that we went to, the third mall um, that's pretty well known, is the Ibn Battuta Mall. Battuta. Battuta. Uh, and basically, it is a mall that has, is it six or seven like different courts? I think it's six different courts. So it's named after the legend traveler, Ibn Battuta, who traveled to like six different lands. It's China, India, Persia, Egypt, Tunisia, and Andalusia. I don't, I don't know. Th- that's what it says, but I think, yeah, I'm not sure like what those actually stand for now. We'll put a link to his travels, but it has like an explanation. Basically, each section or each court of this mall is designed and decorated in a way that would reflect the land that he went to. So in China, there's this like everything has traditional Chinese characters and colors and like, architecture. Um, down to like the columns that you're walking by. And the, the roof or the ceilings painted to look like a sky with stars. Yeah, or that's clouds. Persia. That's my favorite. Cause then it just has, it looks like the, it looks like you're in an outdoor mall, but you're inside cause it's clouds in the top and they even have like a walkway with like side street vendors with lamps that come out. They look like street lamps, but mm. yeah, that's not that so really cool. you can cool. walk outside in Persia in a mall in a desert. Hence the reason people go shopping in, in Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> 
And then there's India, and India has, like, a huge elephant. Not a real elephant. No, like, a fake elephant. Um, And then Egypt has, like, hieroglyphics on the wall. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the shopping, but, like, like I just said, I think people go to Dubai because of just the culture that that is there to see. Um, We said a lot of expats come to Dubai, but the expats don't actually dress like local Emiratis. Like the Mm -hmm. dress that the Emirates have, that the Emiratis dress in is traditional in a sense. And they, they still dress like that now. And so the men, uh, we'll do a couple of links to this in the show notes, but the men wear long white tunics, tunics. That's the word I was trying to think of it. And they have a headscarf that they generally wear or it's tied around their neck. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of them, it's funny to see they'll wear this like white, tunic but then they'll wear a baseball cap with it those were my favorite is like oh, when yeah. i saw those men uh-huh um, i don't think i remember seeing any like that yeah and then the women will generally have like a black long garment on and they there's there's words for these let me look them up because it would be better if i actually use the words that they have okay so the guys we could get the i could get the wrong get this wrong but the guys wear the white tunic is called the kandura and then the women's um long black cloak is the abaya so mm-hmm. there's and then the women like the the men will wear different head coverings for different types of positions or reasons and then the women some of them are just wearing head scarves but some of them actually wear like a full cloak over their face it just depends yeah. on what they choose to do religious conservatism yeah but it's it's interesting to see these women because they're beautiful women and just how they do their headscarves and um, headscarves can just be done in many, many different ways all around the world. But almost as like the, all their hair is placed on top of their heads and then they just, yeah, it's very different than whenever I wore a headscarf when I lived in Central Asia. And so there's just a lot of fashion that's brought into it. So underneath these, like, abayas, they probably are wearing very European clothing, but we don't ever see it. So you only see these men wearing their white tunics, uh, the kandura, kandura, and then the women wearing the abayas. And so you see all these Emiratis wearing their traditional clothing, walking alongside the expats who are wearing their shorts and t-shirts or skirts and dresses. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's like 96% expats. Yeah. Immigrants. And so it's not like everyone is wearing these things. It's a very small minority of the people that you see are actually in traditional Emirati clothing. Right. But but just because the majority of them are expats doesn't mean that they have full, like the rules of modesty are still in place and the rules, they have certain rules. It's still an Islamic rule. And so mm-hmm. they do have rules in place that expats have to, to live by. So that sign that you mentioned that was, that said no kissing. So there, there are people who are watching out. And if you aren't wearing like enough clothing or appropriate amount of clothing, then you do like get taken aside. Yeah. I think what I was trying to say is though it's, it's not like if you go and wear jeans and a t-shirt, you'll feel out of place because everyone else is wearing these white ropes. It's very much the minority of people who are who are wearing the full traditional Emirati clothing. Right. But I think it's appealing for people to go there because they want to see these people wearing these cultural garments. Yeah, right. But it's a small number of people who actually do wear them. Right. That's all I'm saying. 
But I think that for, yeah, for people who don't get to see that very much, like to see people who wear that and it is a part of their culture, it's it's pretty big. Okay. One thing I was interested to know is whether it was a rule that only like actual Emiratis could wear these clothes or if just anybody could wear them because so few people wear them. I would wondering if it was like some sort of law that you couldn't. Um, and I don't think it is. Uh, but one thing that was interesting when I was trying to figure that out is apparently it's it's not to your advantage to wear it, to be dressed like an Emirati because Emiratis are stereotypically known as like rich and well off. And so if I read this, I guess it was a blog post by a guy who he was both, I guess, maybe an American and an Emirati or, or, or something like that. And he did this test where he had heard that Emiratis kind of got taken advantage of from like getting ripped off at stores because the store owners know that they have lots of money and so they'll sell them things for more expensive and so he would dress like an emirati and go to the store and he said the store owners they would just they'd take really good care of them and get lots of attention and he tried to buy this camera and the guy said i'll give it to you for for 900 durham because it's this great price great price just for you he said no and walked out and that's it and then like a couple hours later he came dressed as like in jeans and a t-shirt and spoke an american accent instead of an emirati accent and the guy offered him a lower price and he left and the guy's like you know lowering the price as he as he was leaving with the same camera and so it was it's really interesting to think that the natives in their own countries are the ones who kind of get ripped off in the markets because they're viewed as like rich and well off because of that's just the stereotype that they have where was this at just online i saw oh i'd be interested in reading that yeah it was a pretty short article yeah i wonder if that if that's just his story or if that's like well, a apparently consensus. he had heard this from his friends and didn't know if it was true. So he tried it and, oh, okay. and had the same experience in multiple stores oh. where he got treated better, but offered a much higher price than when he went in as dressed as like an American. Yeah, I um, we didn't get into like government, like in how the Emirates even work, but that would be a very interesting thing like for people to read about because um, it is a pretty unique government system and how things work there and so um i think it's definitely something to read about um and learn more about Mm -hmm. what else i just know well talking about like cultural dress we also went in to the dubai museum and it's a museum on the history and culture of the emirates Mm -hmm. and it was a really cool museum yeah it's basically built in this old fort in this old style of housing of what it probably looked back looked like way long time ago (laughs) because it said the fort was was built in like 1787 and then to defend against like invasion so do you remember it was built in a fort Mm -hmm. and then they reopened it again in 1970 something with the collection of history and cultural heritage for Dubai. Um, so it kind of walks you through probably the 1920s, 30s, 40s until now and how it's just kind of changed and expanded and completely just boomed mm-hmm. <laughs> um, since expats coming in or since the Emiratis found oil. It was really interesting to go really, to. And it was a really well done museum. Yeah. And there were a lot of really interesting like cultural artifacts like stuff that people fought in or swords or armor or even just what a house would look like Um, and because it is really warm like people would probably they just slept out 
outside or on top of the roofs or in very open, breezy, house-like areas. <laughs> areas. Yeah. I remember one exhibit in the museum that I just watched for a while because it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And it was, you like look into this room and they had this house. It, was, it looked like a mound structure. And then as you watched, it kind of like faded away to like what it looks like now, mm-hmm. um, like after they had excavated it. And then it would fade back in. And it looked like literally like a hologram that would like disappear and then reappear. And I just stared at it for so long trying to figure out how are they doing this? Like how does how are they making this house just kind of like disappear? It's pretty amazing. I eventually figured it out with it's like mirrors and the way the light was bouncing off the different structures and stuff. But it was amazing. So the actual artifacts weren't amazing. The hologram in the museum were amazing. But, uh, yeah, you should put the video of this on on the, <laughs> I don't in know the if show I notes. Have one. Yeah, it's on there. I have. I mean, I took a video of this because I was amazed <laughs> by it. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a house, though. I'm pretty sure it was like a burial mound. Either way, it was amazing. <laughs> But it does talk about like what were some of the early trades and it it even touched on pearls and diving for pearls. Um, Mainly pearl, pearls was a major export until the depression. Uh, and then once the Great Depression hit, their economy really got hurt. And then somewhere along there, people figured out that they could grow pearls uh, themselves instead of having to just harvest them from the water, from hmm. like the ocean. And so the pearl exporting trade dried up hmm. it's just uh, something i read um other than that there's a few like food places that we went we did a brunch with some of our friends friends mm-hmm. um which was fun and we ate at a chinese restaurant near the hotel at the even batuta they have this entertainment book that you can get and you can get like buy one get one freeze and um, this is how a lot of people do like their entertainment for the year. It kind of gets people out even whenever the weather's really hot. Yeah. That type of thing. Um, the only other thing I thought about that we didn't do, but would be that we saw, well, we saw two two different structures. Do you remember seeing them? There's two really interesting like man-made landscapes that one we actually went on, which is the Palm Trees Island. Um, that's where the Atlantic atlantis hotel and resort is and then the condos they it's basically a palm tree but there's multiple palm trees now that are built up and out of the water that you can go out and drive on and like the, the branches of the palm yeah tree. the branches of the palm tree and there's usually like a halo around the outside yeah it looks cool from the air um <laughs> driving on it wasn't actually that cool i didn't think so anyway we also we went we were driving on it at night. Yeah, we were we were driving at night. And then the other man-made structure that they started on back in 2003, I think is these world islands and they built they're building up land out of the water to create these islands that you can buy. That and they're like shaped like the countries of the world. Yeah. So, um, I, th- and I think they even like they named islands after famous people in order to try to get those famous people to buy to them. Buy them. Yeah. Well, so it's something like during the recession, they like they dropped off like working on them. And then I think some private contractor people bought them out. And you can actually go online and you can buy them. So, how much I, do they cost? I, I don't know. I, I put the, I found the link for them, but I didn't okay. see how much they cost. Probably what, $20? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd rather buy an island in Canada. <laughs> on the 
plane ride to DC that was we watched Island Hunters. Yeah. And they were buying islands in Canada. Which is really, really cool. And yeah. now I think I want an island. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think there's much else besides those things that we did. There were two firsts that I wrote down. Oh, yeah? First time we played Cover Your Assets, <laughs> which is a fun little card game our friends introduced us to that we mm-hmm. bought. And now it's spreading around Iowa like a virus. Mm-hmm. Only because you keep bringing it up every time that we our friends are like, well, what should we play? I mean, it's fun. It's a fun, quick game uh-huh. to play. Katie will put a link in the notes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the first time I d- we did an escape chamber, escape room. Was it really? It's our first time together. It was my first time at all. Was it the one with the The scientist? doctor, yeah. Hmm. No, you're right. It was I, our first time. I know, yeah. So these, these escape chambers are like puzzle rooms that you go and you get locked into and the goal is to escape and you have to solve puzzles and find clues and undo locks. And you only have an hour. So yeah. like the clock's ticking. ticking down. Yeah. And so this was, we went with our friends there and we've gone, I've gone twice since Katie and I went once in Minnesota and that one was... Of the three I've been to, the one in Minnesota was the coolest. And then mm-hmm. there's also one in Des Moines that we went to. Um, not Katie and I, but some friends. You know who you are <laughs> that we went to. And so that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yep. Those were good first. Um, yep. Otherwise. Uh, we we just really had a great time hanging out yeah. with our friends. So Yeah, it was fun. And they have a baby now. Yeah. Who hopefully we'll get to see. And these are friends sometime. that were in our wedding. So it's just... And we and I was in their wedding, so it's just it was a yeah. fun time to get to see them again after not seeing them for a long time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad that we that we were able to go and do that. Yeah, it was a good end to our trip. So, um, let's wrap this up. Uh, would you say Italy or Dubai? What I was just, <laughs> are you asking me a question? <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking like which one did you like more, but I think I could answer that one. What would you say? I think you would say you liked Italy more, but I think there were some pretty cool things in about Dubai too. The, I think they're just almost so different that you can't compare them. Yeah, that that was my answer. And they're just they're too different to say which one you like better. If I had to go back to one of them, I would probably go back to Italy. Mm-hmm. Just because it seems like there's a lot more to see and do that we haven't seen and done. But where in Dubai, it seems, I mean, there's probably lots that we haven't done that we could do in Dubai. We didn't go on the safari or the night cruise. Yeah. Or the other outdoor activities like camping. Yeah. I'd rather go back to Italy. (laughs) But I really enjoyed Dubai too. Yeah. I think it's worth going at least once. I've been multiple times. So there's something almost nostalgic about going. Like it reminds me of a time that I've been before, back in my single days before we were married. And I would go back to both. I've been back to both. But I'd like to go to some of the other places in Dubai. Like I'd like to go outside of Dubai. Like to Abu Dhabi yeah. or Riyadh. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to go like to Oman because um, I just hear there's some really beautiful like camping sites that are near water and they just there's just some sailing that you can do over that way. The, the Middle East and Central Asia are just very appealing to me in that culture, in that context. And it's a place I feel mostly comfortable in. Plus, we have friends there, but they'll come and see us when yeah. we move. Or we'll go see them. Yeah. Or both. Or we'll just go see each other in a different country where in neither Spain. one of us. Well, they already went to Spain. What about Switzerland? Oh, that would be cool. Hey, friends, do you want to go to Switzerland? Yeah, let us know. Yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. We debated whether or not we were going to say your names. We decided not to. Yeah. So we decided we like you, but you know who you are. And maybe mm. next time we'll say who you are yeah. by name. 
I'm going to give you code names, too. We did talk about asking you to be guests on our show. Okay, maybe that was just me texting yeah. with my friend about it. Maybe we should start talking to everybody again instead of just those two. <laughs> Do they even listen? I think she's one behind. I don't know if he has listened to it. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways. Yep, so that's Dubai, and that'll wrap it up for today. Next week, or next podcast, we'll talk about something having to do with Turkey. Uh, I'm not quite sure. We haven't quite talked about whether or not we'll just talk about our trip or whether we'll talk about something related to it, but we'll see. Tune in next time and find out. You can go, uh, as always, to our website, funktravels.com. Go visit us on iTunes or on Facebook. You know where to find all those links, so... So let us know what you think about our show. And we always love to hear comments about what you liked, what we should have done. If you have any tips or suggestions for how we do our podcast, we'd love to hear it. And we'd love to know if you could go to either Italy or Dubai, which one would you go to? Let us know. Yeah, that would be awesome. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for joining y'all. Bye.